Oh, hello, Internet. This is Troy Baker, and I'm here with your lovely, very, very British host, Victoria Atkin. And this is the Performance Capture Podcast. So essentially, motion capture performers, like all the other performers, are here to tell stories. And then they're like, <laughs> you mean there, there are actors in video games? I thought it was animation. I kind of created my position. Like, nobody said, oh, you know, here, you go to school to become a performance capture producer. I pretty much created my own career. Jump in both feet, because this is the future of entertainment. This is where it's going to be. You know, the dots can tell if you're lying. Hey, welcome to the Performance Capture Podcast. My name is Victoria Atkin, and I'm with my co-host, Mr. Jasper William Cartwright. And today, I'm really excited to have a, another Brit with us, which is kind of fun for the Performance Capture Podcast. Um, could you tell us, what is your name, and where did you grow up? My name is Joshua Archer, um, and I grew up all over, really. I, oh, yeah. There's not really one answer to that. Oh, I was, I was born it. It's, yeah, to like break it down, I was born in Bristol and then I moved to Spain and then it was like seven years in France and then four years in Germany wow. and back to Bristol and then off to London. So okay. that was up to over. the age of like 16. So yeah. Whoa. When you said all over, I was fully <laughs> thinking, you know, like, yeah, around the UK. Bristol, went to Kent for a bit. My dad got a job down in Dorset. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Like, wow. Yeah, that's France, amazing. Germany. I yeah, yes. Yeah. Very much European. Languages? Do you speak all the languages as well? I you? speak French. Yeah, I speak fluent French and I understand German, but like didn't sort of get there because uh, I was in, I, it was hard. And I was in international <laughs> schools at that point. So when I moved to France, there wasn't an international school. So it was like full blown French school system. So yeah, sink or swim. Wow. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah learned the language. Wow. Was that because your parents work or what was that? Yeah, like? my dad is a aeronautical engineer. So uh wow. worked for Airbus and when they were designing the big A three eighty fancy big one, uh, we I jumped. Love it. That. That's yeah. great. Cool. All right, well, can you tell us about what you do and your title and where you work? What I do, my title. So I guess my title would be uh, Cinematics Performance Director for mm -hmm. Motion and Performance Capture. I also work quite regularly now as a first assistant director for sort of larger scale projects, um, which we can go into a bit more because that's very new um, mm. to me and the industry over here. Um, and where do I work? Well, everywhere, basically. Anywhere that yeah. will um, hire me or that we go to and take a production for mostly here in the UK but I was very fortunate to sort of work all over the world with with mocap um but yeah now currently on a triple a game based in Cambridge nice very nice great and uh this is I think this is actually my favorite question uh we get a a, a range of answers so I'm interested to hear yours from a directing point of view and your experience and journey uh how would you best describe performance capture Whoa, how would big, I big, big, big question, right? Um, that's a really interesting question. I guess it's, it's, I don't, my brain is coming out with the phrase, it's just sort of modern storytelling, right? Um, mm -hmm. I sort of have a discussion a lot. I personally, um, 
I'm I'm not a fan of the sort of term phrase or, or title I guess we see a lot, which is like motion capture specialist or performance capture artist. Mm. I'm very much you are an actor to me, and mm. it is just another form of storytelling. There are technical things that help you, obviously, when you're more sort of if you're working on AAA game franchises, and especially nowadays the lead actor would often be asked to do all of the locomotion for the gameplay and stuff as well. So obviously there's parts of that that are very specialized and you, you need to know certain tips and trick tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's, it's, it's an, it's an acting skill. Um, so I very much think of it as modern storytelling. I, I love guess. that. That's a great, that's a great answer. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Modern storytelling definitely is. It's, um, yeah. it's the future. It's the future. Keep that one. We need that in the in the thing. Modern yeah, storytelling. Yeah, we'll add that. We'll, we'll add like that at the start. That's the intro. That's great. That's great. Yeah, to the intro, yeah. For sure. Um, and so how did you discover performance capture? Like, how did you become involved? What was your first project? Um, and did you know Jessica before you did performance capture? <laughs> yes. Well, that's funny because those two things tie in very much to my oh, answer. Okay um because I always get asked sort of like oh what's your advice how do you get into the industry how did you get in and I mean like a lot of us across it um I was pure chance absolute yeah. pure luck um to a point where yes Jessica and I trained together we went to East 15 acting oh, school yeah, together yeah. she was cool. she was the year above me so yeah we've been together for 13 years now Jess and yeah, I um and uh she graduated the year before me and when I then graduated and we were sharing a tiny little car in our out of our two bed flat in London. She was called in to do a mocap job that she'd been doing for a little bit, but it hadn't really like she was still very much in theatre world at this point and at the Globe and things. Mm. Um, and then did this mocap job. And I was like, oh, I'll I'll drive you there and I'll I'll drive back to Bristol to see my family. So I dropped her off at this gig and I was sort of 10, 15 minutes away from this, left the studio after I dropped her off on my way to, towards the motorway and got a phone call, um, pulled come over, back. answered it, come back. The guy hasn't showed up and um, oh, that was it. Wow. And, uh, yeah, 10 years later and 50 odd productions and um, we're still going. So that's Wild. Yeah, you guys really are the wild. flipping dream team on this. Yeah, that was uh, so literally that was literally how I started in it, and I just I fell in love with it. So obviously, to sort of put context to that is I I was an actor um, for for eight years, and literally bar one TV job and a couple of theatre gigs here and there, I, I worked in in motion capture in sort of obviously the quite early days and not quite mm-hmm. what it is now. Um, but I loved it because for me personally, the reason I fell in love with it so much was that it was anonymous and nobody sort of, it didn't matter what I looked like or who I was or any of that. And I loved that. So I really like, really hide, right? yeah, jumped at it. Um, because you know, you really could be anything and anyone and any, you know, be in any type of environment and it didn't matter sort of your, your experience. It's such a fantastic point because this is something that I've actually had a conversation with some, about some of my friends, especially some of my friends who also happen to be like people of color or whatever. Like 
nearly every single one of my friends that was in motion capture has said the best thing about motion capture is they can be anyone and not have to worry about like casting mm. types or like whether yeah. you look a certain way or yeah. whatever like you just get rid of all of that stuff it's, it's you know a go- liberating feel. it feels like what acting should be do you know what i mean it's like modern storytelling right it's like obviously <laughs> we, we're gonna use that that's just yeah, gonna it's right um, in there it's gonna be episode you're gonna episode, open your website now it's just gonna be like the man of modern yeah. storytelling. Yeah, big yeah. graphics. The myth, the legend, modern storyteller. Uh, you know, the man of modern obviously, yeah. speaking of my amazing wife, uh, Jessica, who Jessica Jeffries casting, we she obviously casts all my projects. Um, and it's, you know, something we're very, very, very passionate about and and um, try to enforce everywhere is it's just blind casting, right? There's certain... certain productions especially in the game world where the character rigs are a certain height and that almost is your limit it's like right what are your height Mm -hmm. restrictions then tell us about the sort of characterization or or this and that or if we're breaking down a script how do we envision this specific character but apart from that it's just the right person for the job it doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter there'll be elements within the bigger franchises like the one i'm working on right now where likeness comes in and you know you be fully scanned and things like that Mm. but again it doesn't ever i've personally i've never seen it influence the experience of who gets the job it's always been just the right actor for the role and that's what i fell in love with it was you know it's changed massively for the better since I was performing um, because there would be days where it was quite lazy, right? It would be getting a guy, getting a girl and just you do it all or, or oh, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's like figuring it out. And obviously that was budgets and there's so many other factors and things like that that have changed. But it, the doors are just so much more open now. The opportunities are out there so much more. And it's what I love more than anything is this industry to me has never felt hierarchical the motion mm-hmm. capture world it's yeah. very collaborative by its nature it has it, to be right? it has yeah. to be you right? can't come in as a dealer <laughs> project no you know work. it just it just doesn't work and that's something that i've i've always been a big big advocate for collaboration and everyone's voice is important and everyone's voice matters um, and you may have a better idea than me, right? The, or you may have a better idea than the animation director. It doesn't mean that there isn't constraints and technical things that are around that. But your voice is always heard in the volume, which is something I really love. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's that's what's changed, you know, in that in film, there is still this sort of level of stay in your lane almost of like, mm. you know, you're here to do a job and it, you can't really deviate out of that. Um, and obviously it's not as simple as that. There's massive factors that affect it, but in our world, it just doesn't seem to be the case. It is very much like if you've got an idea, please voice it. Let's try it. Let's experiment. Um, I I, I actually have a bit of a, a bit of a follow-up to that because this is something that I've noticed a bit of a trend with like nearly every single person we've spoken to on here and every single person that I've spoken to in the mocap world seems to be someone who enjoys wearing more than one hat. And I think it's such an interesting thing. You know, you talk about uh, Jessica, who's been in, you know, who's who's a performer as well, and yourself, who's a performer as well. Victoria, who is, like, business person, teacher, <laughs> and a performer. Do you know what I mean? Uh, myself, podcaster, I, I also, like, enjoy directing and producing. And I just think, I wonder whether there is... In fact, I'll, I'll throw it to you as a question. Do you think that there is something about the nature of this industry which creates people who have that kind of multifaceted interest? Or and draws then could people you maybe, to it. Yeah, and then could you maybe go probably. into 
why you wanted to go, why you started and you are, you know, doing, you've chosen to do directing as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just I think, being, you know, yeah, I think you're totally right in that it does draw those type of people um, because like, you know, Victoria knows better than most of us it, it, by the nature of it, it, you're not just a performer there's there's so much more to it than that because you you sort of have to have a different type of head on you can't you don't just get a script and come in and do your bit that, that's not it right that is not this gig um which is why to me it is the here it comes you know it is this modern storytelling aspect of like and and why i'm just so so passionate about the fact that it is an acting skill in that if you come in thinking, oh, I've just got to sort of put my costume on and deliver my line how I know how to, or I go, I need you to walk through three feet of snow in a blistering snowstorm with wind in your face, heavy rain, so the volume's changed, and you're wearing a big fur jacket and big heavy boots, and you're holding a weapon or you're pulling out an item that needs to be manipulated in a certain way, but all you have is a lycra suit and an empty volume, yeah. right that you can't just rely on like the skill of of screen acting there's there's so much more and that's difficult because it's play right it's pure imagination and you've got to lose your inhibitions because you you are very exposed and it isn't the type of environment where you you don't have set we don't have costume we you know you don't have any of that you you just have to portray it enough and and be confident enough but that's where that collaboration comes in it's someone goes how about we try this or how about we try that and it's like, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Sorry. Um, leave it out. <laughs> leave it out. Um, it's, uh, yeah, and that's definitely draws people to it because it almost takes you back to why you wanted to get into acting, right? It's like, it's just play. Mm. Um, but like yeah. you say, it's people that have all these other sort of avenues or... I read an amazing article once and it was all about parallel careers and how in society we're sort of driven down the line of we must follow one path. And it's just ludicrous because yeah. human yeah. beings by our natures, we don't like one thing. We like multiple things. We're not good at one thing. We're good at multiple things. And it's often squashed. You shouldn't mm. you shouldn't be allowed to do more than one thing, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why in this world it's it's so amazing. And obviously a lot of people jump at motion capture for the video game aspect and you need to have more strings to your bow than just sort of the performance element, especially when it comes to locomotion and the technical side of understanding that. And even more so now with the advancement of the tech and like, you know, from where, where when I first started in mocap 10 years ago to what, you know, that we're running with motion matching and, and, you know, live unreal and all of that stuff. It's just another level of understanding because we don't have to do hours and hours and hours of certain loco cycles and matrixes and pivot turns and blah 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 we can do one dance card and the system can tell everything it needs from it and it's just like you almost need to have a technical brain on in that sense and understand that world um so yes that was a very long way to say yes it does draw <laughs> people yeah. that like that stuff i think it does i think it's i think yeah. it's a good question i think it's um it's interesting because yeah like you say it draws that type of individual that celebrates those skills yeah. that is you know i think and, the, and collaborative the thing yeah you have to you have to collaborative individuals yeah exactly there's no there's choice no <laughs> even if, even if it's just two of you doing like that yeah you know? because like you say like this whole you know you you mentioned it before you can't be come in and be a diva and it's like well because like you you obviously the 
I had a really interesting discussion with a bunch of actors on the project that were quite nervous about sort of how fast the technology is advancing. And now, obviously, that AI is doing what it's doing. And mm. But the reason for, for me personally why this will it will never, ever die is the actor, right? Is the performer, is the weight, is the breath, is the instincts, is improvisation. But what comes with that is that collaborative nature of going... You can't be precious enough to go, an animation director might just need you to tweak where your feet land in your idle position or your hip placement to move off. and. Yeah, and and you also, as the actor, don't know, can't see that perspective. Yeah. Like, you don't know. Like, I I remember asking a a couple of directors, like, you know, what am I wearing? Because that does inform, like... You know, and asking, I always say to students and stuff that ask me questions, like ask questions. You're never going to be restricted from doing that, you know, because it's important and it helps you to understand what, what does it look like around me? Where yeah. am I? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Is is there like mud on the floor? Is it a road or is it a cobbled street? Is it what is happening? Yeah. So that I can feel my imagination because when I'm a kid and I'm playing with my friends, you know, we both have young sons and they, their imagination is so wild yeah. that it just feels, you know, my son starts talking about construction. He, you know, he's there, he's in that, he's talking about, mm the gravel and the asphalt and that, you know, he's all about this. Um, And it's that attention to detail that comes so naturally to kids that we get socialized and it's almost like, well, you know, I don't want to be the person that's asking these questions and being annoying, but it's like, we need to Mm. ask and it's not annoying. It's a, it's a collaboration and, and sharing that. I I love that. I think that's important that you say, and it's an ensemble. You can't, you literally cannot bring the production to life as one individual in a PCAP. Thing. there's not no. a one woman or one man show no. it's not possible and especially because like we very rarely in the volume meet the rest of the world right that's mm-hmm. the yeah. difference <laughs> in the film is like you will have your camera team you'll have your sound team you'll have your lighting team you'll have your costume your hair your makeup whereas nine times out of ten if you're shooting anything in motion capture right you'll maybe have three four people there unless it's a massive massive project there'll be a performance director an animation lead a technical director maybe an audio director so those those having the confidence to ask questions is is so important and as you yeah as you said that like you cannot I, i try to say to actors when you book a project when you arrive there this project could have been in production for a a year two years four years like just because you've arrived does not mean it's about to start like it's you know like oh here you come yeah that's not that's not the case at all and and I think it's important that people know that that actors know that when they get there that and that happens so frequently I'm on two projects Mm -hmm. currently one was one that I've been doing the motion um the performance direction for which started in December 2020 right and it's still Mm. ongoing it's and it's not like you say you can't come in with that but one of the things why the asking of the questions for me is so important is especially in cinematics more so than anything is I, I like to think of cinematic performance as I have this little sort of phrase that I quite I like to think that it works anyway in my brain is it's almost like acting for theatre in the round but on live tv so you have to sort of live in this 360 environment but know at any point that 
a camera can come in on a super close up or a wide shot or a that's why i say you're you're in a wide and a close up at the same time yeah you're in a wide and a close up at the same time and especially now the fidelity of the new cameras is we can literally see the teardrop and the you know the little single tear that anthony hopkins does in the elephant man you know that can happen in one take we don't need to do a a hundred takes to get it right um yeah and going like going back to jasper you asked me like how I sort of got to where I am now mm. and it's almost a follow-on from that really is I I always wanted to be a director um mm. before I started drama school when I was looking into my career and didn't quite know what path or how to take it um but I had a cousin um who went to East 15 and she sort of was like you know try here and like loads of my mates are actors and they go on to do directors and I was like oh but it's acting training I did drama at school but I knew I didn't really want to follow that path. Anyway, followed that path, um, then fell in love with motion capture. And from that, it was when I started this, even though it was still really collaborative, there wasn't that actor-director sort of environment. There wasn't that language. There wasn't really, it was very much like, here's the job, figure it out. Mm. And that's, again, why I fell in love with it so much is it was very collaborative, but it felt like, that whenever we got a director in, it was often a game director or an animation director. And there was, for me, just that language missing to just bring the performance out a little bit more, right? It's why people always go on about Ron Howard as a director, because he was an actor-director, right? It was this it's this element of now those fine-tuned details, which where a lot of my work here in the UK, very much so, as a performance director, I'll get brought on for cinematics and, you know, come in and go, right, someone else is in charge of all this other stuff. Like we say, right, there's another team focusing and, on. And Josh, do you think, like, because this is why people keep saying to me, Victoria, you need to direct, blah, blah, blah. Like, you've been working with actors and you should do this. And one of my hesitations is that I, um, and Ismail Oray was really, when I asked him this question, you know, privately, he said, you know, learn Unreal, learn these things. And it's something that I haven't done. Um, Do you think that's necessary or not? Personally, no, I don't think it's necessary. To Um, communicate to the actor. Because I I feel like, you know, it's it's interesting that you say this. And and I love actor directors because it just makes our job so much easier. Yeah. You know, there's, I've been on projects which have been wonderful actor directors that's just like ah I got this okay me and you speak the same language we got this and then I've had animate animation directors who are who are directing the cinematic direction and I do struggle a bit I do struggle to kind of translate but I get there because I've the experience now Mm. yeah um but it's um it's interesting to see I wonder whether actor directors if they learn technical, how, how they communicate that to the technical element and the other way around, how more um, animated directors are learning to work with actors. I know that Judith Weston has a book directing actors, you know, and, and there's that, the, there's that research, there's that education there. I don't know well, whether it even yeah, well, matters. For me personally, like it's kind of, I mean, there's, you know, there's no one right answer to it, but I would personally say, no, it's not, it's not yeah. important. Um, it depends on the type of project you're obviously working on. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like I just going back to that previous is these some pro- some projects like most of the projects I get brought on for is like come to the volume. 
here's what we need with the actors, here's the script, you know, and get the best performance. And like we say, the actor-director part, especially in our world, is I've been in a head cam for eight hours a day that have drilled on my temple. I've, you know, I've had that light in my face. I've been in that light crew. I've been in that exposed environment. So I have, you know, similar to yourself now, and I've 10 years of experience and a language to draw the best out of that performance, find those details, rely on the actor's instincts and improvisation and understanding of their own research and character work and all of that to go. Mm. Now, if we just tweak this, there's this element that will really bring this character alive in motion capture or your walk or your blah, 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 blah. But in terms of the unreal side, it's like if we get brought onto a AAA game from the off and we go, we're involved in sort of the hierarchical decisions of lighting and camera setup and things like that, then there'll always be someone that is also in charge of that department to help you through it. Like it, do, it doesn't yeah, affect yeah. what we do on the floor. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Unless we, if, unless you want to jump on VCAM and, in that sense, you just need a basic understanding of lenses. It's it's no different. Jump to a 35, jump to a 24. Let me see it this way. We can You can change the lighting in a click of a button. You can change the lens in a click of a button. Whereas those things are built into film schedules because they take up time, right? That's literally why in a film schedule you have a camera move. It, it, it just takes up time or a lighting setup. Whereas for us, unless it's part of the narrative unless it's part of this video game is set in darkness or set in a forest and it's only lit by moonlight or, you know, the shadow of a tree or whatever that may be, that's still a decision that's artistic rather than technical. It's it's still driven by a narrative decision rather than, oh, you need to know what Unreal Unreal's coding does or, or whatever software is driving that. You know, nine times out of 10, it's motion builder and it's 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 grayscale. And it's very rare you you get real time be just because of the the pipelines that are required to run that. Although they are unbelievable, and I think they're going to be the sort of norm. It's not quite there yeah, yet, course, but yeah. it will be. Um, I do I do think that one thing about being an actor, and this isn't to say that any one type of director or or what is better than another, but I do think as an actor. For me, one of the key and most important skills to have as an actor is empathy. And I think that if you go and get like a good actor training, you'll you'll learn empathy, right? You need to empathize with your character because otherwise there's literally no way that you could possibly step inside their shoes and have any kind of truth. And so yeah. I think that even in a situation, because I'm very much the same as you, Josh, I've always been, I've always had a dream of directing and then kind of got there and went... Uh, how do I get into directing? I don't know. I'll just be an actor instead. <laughs> and so uh, just stepped, stepped like sideways and thought I'll try and sort of get in via this route. But the thing that I've always loved and always thought is that as a director, you're the fulcrum of, you know, all these different departments. You're de- you know, your job is to bring all these different departments together to do their best work. So even if you don't understand Unreal, you're not, you're not supposed to be the person who understands Unreal the best. It's the person, the technicians and the, you know, the animators and everything. They're the ones that understand it the best. All you need to do is have empathy for what they're trying to tell you and appreciation of their timelines, their schedules, what they need from you, you know, uh, and, and, and then I think that empathy teaches you how to talk to people, even mm. if you aren't the most savvy with, you know, the technical terms that they're using. Using. you know yeah. if you have that innate empathy you can you can you learn to ask the right questions and to not be like getting in the way and and things like that yeah and, and so it's almost where like that world slows down the performance world a lot of the time like if you get too weighed in on the technical aspects and you know you get that gets too at the forefront of your mind especially in terms of the actors 
then it just deteriorates from why you're there. You're there to bring the character to life. You don't need to know like if Unreal's doing this or that. It's amazing to see, and it can you know really influence. Like you, like you say, Victoria, it's like what am I wearing? If I can see that digital character, I know I might need to hold myself differently or, or change my foot gait to give them that sort of wider leg, like the, the way they stance. Or is it a creature? Is it a, you know, a, almost a larger than life sort of caricature of a human being, whatever it may be, um, that can influence it. And when real time and unreal is running and, and live, great. But I mean, it, it doesn't affect... No, I don't think... I think, you know, for, for what I've... You know, with the coaching that I've done with people, I, I bring out... I know that I understand the medium well enough to bring out the um, the best performance in these people. You know, yeah. a lot of people have booked a lot of jobs because I've given them that thing. And I think that that would be what I would do on the volume, you know? Um, but it's just interesting. I don't know. Maybe that's a... Just to have... I've, I've not worked with cameras like you said and stuff like that you know yeah. have those things and that just i'm not saying that i would need to uh go and do a course in unreal engine but to have that understanding a little bit of these different areas yeah a I think, little bit of animation a little like, bit of cameras a little bit of uh, directing you know a lot of people are not trained as directors no to just no. go from being an actor to a director like immediately you know you yeah and you know skill. direction is subjective as well right yeah it's, you might sit on the side yeah. and go i would do it this way or i i preferred the first mm -hmm. take whereas a director goes i'll circle the third take so you kind of have to just really have confidence in what you're doing and confidence in your vision. Um, and obviously the proof is in the pudding then, mm -hmm. right? I think in terms of un understanding on the outside of things, one thing that I offer when I join a project is I will take a, a game script. We're talking video games because obviously really if we're doing motion capture for anything outside of video games, it's very similar to the film world it's it's mm -hmm. it's just everything is done later your lighting your hair your costume everything is done in post-production whereas we just have to focus on the performance which is obviously yeah. lovely but then one thing that I offer when whenever I join a game project is I will take a script and do a full breakdown of uh, terms of what we need to understand your volume size because then we need to understand your map and your environment. So we need to do a movement block to understand how we can cut that up and stitch it together because it's digital. We don't have mm -hmm. to do one take. We can be clever in how we shoot it. We need to understand how many performers are we going to have and that could be budget related or it could not be. And it goes, right, well, we've got 10 actors in this scene, uh, 10 characters in this scene, but I've only got five actors. Okay, well, I, as the director, will take that away and figure out how we shoot it. Yeah. And breaking up who does what. Yeah. We're doing doubling up and bringing that down. Um, you know, I've been doing performance direction for five years now. So I've got a system in place that I understand. And, and some things... It, and everybody's probably got a different system, right? Everyone, There's no one director. It's the same as an actor. Yeah. To say, I, oh, this is, your, this is your process. Like, yeah. no, everybody's process is different. And, and I did, and you know, I did, uh, I did a workshop... Uh, recently and I said exactly that it's like look I'm I, I don't often do workshops um, personally I, I there's there's not that I just one don't have the time but I think I can get you into you know if you're right for my role and you've never done mocap before that doesn't bother me at all mm -hmm. I, I can I can mm -hmm. I can send you away somewhere if we've got enough time to learn something or I, I will block out in my schedule an hour at the start of the day, a couple of hours a day before to do a technical rehearsal and walk through things. So that never 
frightens me with an actor ever. Mm -hmm. I will never, ever, if an actor's out there and doesn't have any mocap experience or workshop experience on their CV, but you're right. And that is a really good uh, question to answer to my question about advice, because Mm. um, I'm 100% with you there. I don't think you need to, and even though I offer these classes, I don't think you need to take performance capture classes. What I... um, I always say is you need to be the best actor you can be, but it is really good to understand the medium. And if you can get in front of people in the classes, which is what we do to like, you know, directors and casting directors and people that are actively working that can give you this experience and advice before you step on the volume, then why not? Yeah. You know, like, and also you're making contacts with people that you would like to work with. No, I like workshops like yours is what, we will often send people your way or, or like recommend things is it's when it's not about, it's not about the workshop, right? It's, it's not about like learning to do mocap because that doesn't exist. For no. me, like we go, you go all your way to sponge off of the experience of this person and mm-hmm. gain some inside knowledge or gain a better understanding of the medium. Don't go and to learn. Mo- with, no, you can't learn mocap really. Like yeah. it's, it's how I always That's say it's the musicality, the rest of us also... you know, um, the way that I act for TV, the way I act for film, the way I act for mocap, it's the same acting device. It's the same. I go through the same steps when I break down my script and the same places I go in my heart when I resonate. However, I adjust for performance capture. I adjust for TV. I adjust for, for the medium and the, the musicality of that. Yeah. And that's really what it is. And it's, you know, I guide people with the classes on, you know, a self tape for performance capture is different to a self tape for, um, you know, for TV and film. Yeah, it is yeah, different. Totally. And that's um, the, in this workshop, you know, I said that was what I got to. It was just like, look, I'm going to sort of talk you through my experience. I've done things this way for 10 years. I've worked with over, you know, God knows how many production companies. And for me, the locomotion aspects of these have always been very much the same, or if not similar. It doesn't mean if someone else comes in next week, they're going to do it exactly. the same way. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's that's like, what we were saying. Take what you want, leave the rest. You know, you'll work with some game devs that are super, super hyper, like super strict on your foot position. And then there's some that are a bit more loose and it's more about the hip mm-hmm. position because of how they manipulate the data and how they change this and that, which I think is where the, coming back to this whole direction side of things is what's happening more and more now. And where a lot more of my work is coming from is, is places that are very new to using actors and using motion capture. They may have mm. worked in animation and they may have worked in video games for a long time, but may have not gone down this route purely because of money reasons more, more than ever. Yeah, it was for a long time, just out of people's budgets. Whereas now it's a lot more accessible. Now it's more affordable. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, and it's almost giving across that sort of understanding to not the actors, but the game. Depth. And that's why I built this podcast for an educational resource from yeah. the people yeah. that are doing it, that have been doing it to educate people because there isn't, there isn't a ton of books on this. There is, it's, it's new, you yeah. know, this is a brand new thing and we're all learning as we go. And some of us have just walked the path a little bit ahead and uh, just feeding back on our experience. And this is why I just love talking to people like yourself and Jessica and, Well, this is just going back to that parallel careers as well. And like what you going off of what you're saying there, sorry to interrupt you, but it was, uh, you know, it's why I started working more now as this first AD. And it was like, it's informing it. it. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's because there's 
there's often big, big game companies now that have game directors, like we say, animation directors and animation leads that are in charge and done that and that it's their vision, their direction. But there's that gap that missing. There's mm. they, they 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 necessarily don't quite have the experience or confidence yet to run the floor. So or how to schedule or how to break down a script. And mm. that being part of what I offered as a performance director, I've been having these chats with people going, Oh well, this is the experience, but we have a direct an in-house, you know, game director. And I'm like, well, look, this doesn't exist in this country. It's very, it happens a lot more in the States. It happens a lot mm-hmm. more abroad. But here we've never had ADs in motion capture. Oh, yeah. there's, right. There's always been studio ADs that are there, high, like um, yeah. part of the st- production studios. But yeah. it's not like a first in the film world. So mm-hmm. it's something that I've started to offer out. And it's been really, really re- rewarding because like you're saying, it's it's sharing my experience but allowing someone else's vision to come alive on the and floor. And I love this. Yeah, I love this because we've been talking about this with other guests about how we create positions for our career. Yeah. You know, all of us are kind of creating yeah. our our positions in this <laughs> industry. We are. I mean, really, like, yeah, it's just so interesting. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's 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 amazing. It's also like. It, it, those conversations and emails that I get quite often of like, how do I get into this? And it's like, it's, it's, it's a, that's a really hard question to answer because like it, it didn't happen overnight. It's the sad fact, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's 10 years of, of going down a path and then just trying something and sending an email or, you know, pushing a sort of having a conversation with someone that they've taken a leap of faith in you. And mm-hmm. then from that is obviously just gaining that experience. But I think, Again, going back to our original chat is is what that whole the beauty of why it's so collaborative is that yeah. we can go, oh, I'm after this type of person, and someone might go, oh, have you tried speaking to this person? They've got they they've never done it before, but they might be right for this, and like that happens so often, right? And it's like it's it's almost it, it's almost like part of the beauty of this world is is. And why, like, you know, what we're saying about film being so different is that would never happen in film. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you've got to pay yeah. your dues and, and work your way up and, 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 and you know, climb the ladder. Well, there's definitely can be quantum leaps, you know, people that just <laughs> get that. Like, you're like, yeah. wow, okay, yeah. you're there. You yeah, there's, always, yeah. there's always those stories as well, but, you know, they're mm. far. But that's what, but they're paying, they're, you know, it's they've either been doing acting, like you say, you know, I didn't, my first job was Evie Fry, but it doesn't mean that I wasn't doing a lot of ton of hard work before I got that. It just wasn't in motion capture. Well, it's yeah. like you work very hard to become an overnight success, right? That's, <laughs> That's like right. the, you know what That's I mean? It. You work yeah. for a long time. Yeah. But I think That's it goes it. back to the fact that this industry is constantly evolving and changing. And going back to the point that you guys were really eloquently saying earlier, it's just like, we're all learning because this stuff's changing constantly. Oh, like literally, constantly. every single guest we've had on has said how, yeah, I've been in this for five years, 10 years, two years one year half a year and the technology is completely different now to when i first started yeah. like literally i think it's one of the most consistent thing that is said on this show yeah the i mean that the technology I, is evolving so much i have to it's i hate so exciting i hate i'm not going to name drop because i absolutely hate name dropping but i had an amazing no please do that's exactly this is exactly we need that on this we need this yeah <laughs> no it's not happening but tell you the story of that is that we i had one of the most amazing experiences i had on the volume um i was firsting for uh, a, a direct an la director they came over to shoot here and it was an actor that had been a certain character for a long time a long 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 time but had never got to see themselves as that 
character live until like oh, wow. it was released. Wow. So yeah. then they were on the floor in the mocap gear and we had a screen back and there was real time playing, but it was, it was unreal engine, fully lit, fully rendered. Like, you know, wow. it looked like the final movie and it was the first time in, I'm talking decades that that person got to see themselves and could just stand there and be like, Oh my God, this is me. Wow. That's so was, amazing. You know, and like you wow. say, that's the advancement of that technology. And that's where like this world is just getting, just getting more and more and more advanced. And that, you know, the whole, the whole sort of. Yeah. I got to say, that's not something I've seen. I've had the experience of just yet. Like, yeah. It was, it was amazing. And especially because one of the things I've really enjoyed about being a first AD in this world is you, you get to stand back a bit um, for a minute, right? As a, as an actor and as an, as a director or, or producer or whatever it may be, you're always sort of on. Whereas when you're first, when the camera's rolling, you do get to sit, you get to enjoy mm. what's around you because it, at that point it's, it's up to the other, other people, right? You've, you've done your job to get mm. the camera rolling essentially to use, you know, film terminology. Yeah. And it's it's so lovely after the, this long a time to actually just sit and watch our world work. And like that moment in particular was was just Ooh. you know quite a um, a moment where I sort of went, yeah, like that. That's why I'm here, right? It's, it's like special. that's why I love yeah. this this love this it. world. Well, yeah. you've answered all my questions. I was literally about to say. Yeah, I, you've answered. Joshua, I just was going like, to say, what's your favourite thing, experience? <laughs> da, 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 yeah, I literally done. ticked off all the questions. So I just got the last real. one. Is like, how do they find you? Well, how do they find me? <laughs> how can they contact you? If anybody well, is listening to this me? is like, I want to yeah. I wanna work with this guy. He's amazing. Oh, um, Are you on social media? How is yeah, the best yeah. thing? I'm, I'm absolutely useless at, at social media. Um I, I have a I have a private Instagram account that basically is just pictures of my children. Um, so nobody needs that. But no, I'm on. Um, I've, yeah, I've got a website. It's just www.joshua-archer.com. Email josh at joshua-archer.com. I'm, I'm always trying to respond to, to every email I get. You know, it's one of the things both Jess and I are quite. Um, uh, I don't know what the right word to use is, but passionate about, I guess, is, you know, we were there. We, we've been there. Yep. I've sent emails that never got replies. I remember emailing Jessica Jeffries when I first got out of drama school being like, hi, I really want to get an emotion capture. And Jess sent us such a lovely and like proper thorough email back. She's so great. I can yeah. absolutely attest to that. Yeah, it's something uh, yeah. we're really passionate about because, you know, we we did it. It doesn't take long to respond to an email. It may take a while it may not come straight away. And if you two can do it with two young kids, then everyone can. Yeah. Do it. That's everyone else's excuse. Yeah. Um, and I do have a, I do have a business Instagram, but I don't actually know how to even say it out loud. I've got a really weird like tag. It's it's Josh dot underscore dot Archer. So it kind of looks like a face in the middle. Uh, we'll put okay. we'll put a link okay. somewhere. Yeah, we'll how can we do? Down. We can do links and stuff. No, I do. So well, I'm, I'm useless on it, but you know, there's there's. There's pictures of mocap. Well, email email Josh if you want to speak to him. That sounds yeah. like a great way. Well, I'm so grateful that you are here today. I'm so thankful for your time. I know, like, you're so busy with the family and with work and just living your life and moving house and so much stuff. So I really, really appreciate you just coming on here and sharing your journey. I'm so, today I'm so thankful to hear, you know, I've spoke to Jess a lot of times, but to hear the her other half and to hear your <laughs> side of things and to um to get to know you more so i'm really i'm so grateful and, and yeah no you. we um we love you we love what you do we listen to the pod and uh and you know we we jess and i've shared our journey in this world together so it's great that now 
from you know both being on the volume as performers we've taken sort of these parallel shifts and uh yeah, it's amazing come from season one to season five and here we are full circle yeah, there you I, go. Think we, I think we know what the next step is we're gonna have to get both jess and joshua on the show yeah the we'll time. do something do like for the patreon little... episode yeah, we yeah, yeah, where they yeah. have to have the kids in there as well yeah <laughs> Yes, if you, ask, if you ask Sonny, my eldest, like what we do, he just thinks it's like Fireman Sam or something, you know, that is the best thing. I mean, basically, yeah, you well, could be anything, right? Now we're in, we're really in that world of Spider-Man, Fireman Sam. So it's like, that's the next goal. So, you know, got to get got to get that happening. That's good. Yeah, you got to get that happening. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you and send my love to the family. And thanks for coming on the show. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Vicon the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products for the life science, entertainment, and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting-edge hardware and software with the highest accuracy. Valkyrie is a brand-new hero camera range, which includes a 26MP model and high-speed capture mode at up to 2,000 FPS. When combined with the powerful bespoke new Very Focal lens, Vicon Valkyrie delivers a greater fidelity in human motion capture and unlocks an unmatched capture quality. Valkyrie is designed to work with Vicon's Shogun VFX software, enabling digital artists to visualize realistic characters and scenes while saving time in post-production. Shogun now includes custom-developed virtual production tools to power your next-level project. Find out more at www.vicon.com. The Performance Capture Podcast also gets its support from Motion Capture Orlando now offering remote access to direct your shoot from anywhere in the world. To learn more about their 38-camera Vicon stage, go to motioncaptureorlando.com. Whether you're a past, present, or entirely new student to book VOPCAP, during the strike, Victoria is offering a huge 50% off all private coaching sessions with her. Email bookvopcap at gmail.com to schedule your one-to-one session. Plus, her PCAP with the Pro Zoom class has now sold out of participant slots, but you can still audit the six-week course. Book now at bookvopcap.com. As a past student, I cannot recommend this highly enough.